0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Creek Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our King, Jesus. back to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. Today, we're going to take a little break from the series that we're doing, and we're doing somewhat of a bonus episode, and I want to talk to you today about why we left the SBC last year, which also relates to why we left Sojourn Network the year before, and then I want to speak to what people say when they decide to stay in the Southern Baptist Convention, and then I finally want to plead with you to pray for the Southern Baptist Convention. It is a massive convention, and honestly, plead for you, if you're still in, to not keep saying one particular thing, which we're gonna to get to about the conservative or lack thereof nature of the average Southern Baptist Church in the convention. Let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help and you know, guys, I say this often, but I hope you really believe this. I, I'm this one of only podcasts that I know about that opens with prayer. And the reason I open with prayer in every podcast, with every sermon, every time we prepare to preach, or I prepare to preach, or any time I open God's word, is because I believe, truly believe, that when we pray, that God hears us and he hears and answers prayer. And I know you believe that as well. So when we come to the Lord here, before I, I start, I'm, I'm doing this because I need to talk to my Heavenly Father and I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to do a work as I lay some of these things out for you. I want to do it in the right manner, in the right measure, and in the right tone, in the way that's going to be the most helpful. So I need the Lord's help to do that. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for blessing upon these next few minutes. I pray for the Southern Baptist Convention. Lord, I pray that the convention would be granted repentance in big areas and also for those that are still... Staying in the convention. I pray that you'd help them to, to to think clearly and precisely as they analyze the state of the denomination. And God, thank you for guiding our church as a congregation to remove ourselves from, from there, even though there's faithful brothers and sisters there. And uh, I pray you're going to continue to lead and trust you're going to continue to lead us as a church. And uh, bless this time. I trust that you will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, a couple things real quick. Sons and Slaves podcast, a new one just released today. You want to make sure and check that out. If you have not yet followed that show, me and my boys are talking through boyhood and the process of becoming a man. We're going through a really good book that was written by a man named Bob Schultz. He passed away. In 2008, but he had a really good way of talking to boys, and they're really great lessons for not just boys, but for men as well. So we're just walking through that together, and I'm just having conversations with my sons, and it works out perfect because it ends up being some of the best discussions we have because they're just focused in. So if you want to check that out, I would appreciate it, and my boys would as well. It's just a lot of fun, and you want to check that out. Okay. So other than that, if you want to become a member, you've been you've been hearing me talk about it. You can just reach out to me, and I would love to welcome you into the membership of the Shepherd's Crook, and then you can get involved with the uh, newsletter and there's going to be a really cool old paper this year or this uh, next month that you're going to get in the mail when you get the newsletter. Just a lot of fun. Uh, Would love for you to be a part of that as well. Okay, Southern Baptist Convention. We as a church, Christ Church Carbondale, started a church in 2016 and we went through the whole process of becoming a church through assessments and everything with the Southern Baptist Convention in the state of Illinois. And they were so phenomenal to us. They granted us a lot of money. They supported us. They were really well. They did a really great job. In fact, their assessment was far better than the assessment that we got from Sojourn Network. Sojourn Network was like a Acts 29, basically just a a copy Acts 29. Sojourn was all in Acts 29 uh, under the leadership of Daniel Montgomery, and then they left A29 and started their own network. And basically, they were the exact same. And when we jumped in, we ended up being in the network three years, I believe. We're assessed by them, and the Illinois Baptist did just a far better job assessing us, and the whole process of jumping on board through the planting process was just better, more smooth with the Illinois Baptist Association. They did great. They were in association with NAM at the time, and there's always, you know, it's hard to delineate who has authority when it comes to NAM or the the state conventions kind of thing, but for us it was just a really great fit, and both of those networks we ended up being a part of, or the one denomination, one network, for three years, and then with the SBC up to about five or six years, I believe. And things were great on the front end until things started to not be great. And the same issues that we experienced in, in Sojourn Network, we ex- started to experience in the SBC as well. And it led up to the point where our church decided to Not just defund the ERLC, defund the cooperative program, defund a lot of different things that we were giving to within the SBC, but we actually voted ourselves out of the National Convention. We have decided to stay in the Illinois Baptist for the time being and also part of our local association and have a lot of dear friends that are in the Southern Baptist Convention as well. But for our church, we in good conscience had to remove ourselves for several reasons. But one of the things that I've noticed is that many people that have stayed in the SBC have repeated a common mantra, and I love Tom Askell, I've had him on the show so many times, uh, in fact I love Matt Williams who's down there with uh, Tom Askell at their church as well, and there's so many people in the SBC that are just great folks that are deciding to stay in, and some of their arguments are are just the same, it's just repeated, that the average Southern Baptist church is really conservative, and we've got to fight for these assets that are part of the domination, we just can't hand them over, these institutions are so big, and there's literally literally hundreds of millions of dollars worth of buildings and property and land and acreage and all this. And if we just give them up, we're training so many seminary students within and throughout the world, we can't give up these institutions. And the same thing keeps being said from person to person that ends up staying within the Southern Baptist Convention. And I want to push back on that and just, just just say that I don't think the average Southern Baptist church is that conservative at all. And you might say, well, they stand for biblical marriage and they're, so they're against the LGBT stuff and the trans movement and all that kind of stuff. And they're against CRT and and that sort of thing. So they're conservative. And that may be, there may be an element of truth to that uh, to a degree, but I don't think they are principled in the right manner. They're principled in some of their stands as the average SBC church, but they're not principled in the right sort of way. And let me just differentiate what I'm talking about real clearly by just talking about biblical eldership, okay? When we talk about the average local church in the Southern Baptist Convention, and you just think about the Southern Baptist uh, churches that are around you, some really great churches, I'm sure, some great pastors, some great people that are there, um, we've certainly got that. And yet, if you begin to think about the number of elder-led churches that are Southern Baptist churches in your area, the number begins to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink. And the primary reason why most southern Baptist churches don't have a biblical ecclesiology is not because the, it is because there is not a deeply rooted desire to be faithful to the scriptures from the congregation as a whole i'm not saying every single congregation but the bible is really clear in 1st timothy chapter 3 that we are to have elders plural office of overseer every single church in the book of acts every single church throughout the new testament there's not a single one of them that have a one pastor system with a multiple deacon board system. And yet almost every single Southern Baptist church that we know has one pastor and a group of deacons. That's just how it is. And the question that you have to ask is if that's just the average church, then why does the average Southern Baptist church reject so clearly what the Bible teaches about elders and biblical plurality? Now, I'm not saying, again, that that means they're not a church, that they can't be necessarily a healthy church or something like that. In fact, I have dear friends of mine, friends that are part of the ministry, friends that I I love and would follow. They're just good men that pastor churches like this. The question is not necessarily with those men, but with those churches. Why, within those churches, do they accept not having a plurality of elders? It's not for lack of clarity biblically. And here's the number one contention I have with the average, just Josh Mo church in the SVC throughout, the, throughout North America. They don't do that because that's not what that church has done. The reason they're not pursuing biblical eldership is because they've not done that. The way it's been at their church for decades, probably not when the church was founded, but for decades on end, is that they've had one person and one pastor and multiple deacons. So they're going to continue to have one pastor and multiple deacons. Because that's how we've done things. Because in the average SBC church, the authority is not the scriptures. The authority is, this is how we do things. This is how the church has done things for the last 10 years. This is how the church has done things for the last 50 years. This is how my great-great-great-grandfather did it. And we're going to keep doing this because this is how we do things around here. Now when you think about the the typical conservative arguments or liberal arguments when it comes to these issues about marriage or uh, or, abor- or, or abor- abortion why is the average conser- so-called conservative church for biblical marriage is it because of biblical authority or is it because well that's what this church has taught for decades on end why is it that they are and, and you'll notice by the way on some of these issues they're they're really really soft on some of these issues because I think I <laughs> because they're stances and their, their principled stand is not with the scriptures. It's, this is how we've done things. And because that's the case, I don't think that the churches in the Southern Baptist Convention are actually the, the average church is actually conservative. I think that they are waking up to the fact that our parents have done it and our grandparents have done it this way. We can do it differently. And that's why they're wishy-washy on marriage. And that's why they're becoming wishy-washy. And they're maybe in the pro-life movement, but they look at abolitionism and they think, oh, that's wrong. That's evil. They've been so influenced by feminism and so influenced by the way things are. The, I mean, everything that's happened the last three years. And then if you just think, what, what was the average church, the average SBC church's stance during COVID? Was it a principled stand, recognizing the difference between the keys and the sword? Saying, we know that the church has authority here, and we're not giving our ecclesiastical authority over over to the state, and therefore we're going to continue to gather and continue to worship. Was it a real robust principled stand, according to the authority of scripture? Or was it, ah, we've got to bow our knee? So, those that are staying in, an appeal to anybody that's still in the Southern Baptist Convention, here's, here's my appeal to you. You've got to know where the fight is, and the fight is... Not over these particular issues, the authority uh, the, the issue is over authority. Where are the principled stands rooted in? Is it rooted in the scriptures, or is it rooted in? This is what we've always done. And if it's rooted in, this is what we've always done, the SBC is doomed, and that's why, and that's why I think that the average SBC Church isn't conservative at all. They are just making stands based on what they've always done within their church, not because of biblical authority. So the real call is, if you're going to stay in the SBC, you've got to start to make a fight for biblical authority. And you've got to say, thus saith the Lord, here's what God has to say, this is what we're going to do. I don't care what other people say, I don't care what the denomination says, here's what God has to say, and this is what we're going to do. In areas that are really clear, And this area about biblical ecclesiology, and I understand that there is differences between um, even how Presbyterians and Baptists understand Elders and elder rule versus being elder led. And 1 Timothy chapter 5 says elder rule. There shouldn't be anything wrong any problem with saying elder rule. Uh, And we know that there's differences in understanding local church autonomy and authority, congregational authority versus some sort of uh, denominational hierarchy, which we, Baptist, I'm a Baptist, I would never fight for or argue for. So we know that there's difficult conversations when it comes to uh, ecclesiology. However, when it comes to this question of plurality, it shouldn't be a difficult conversation. It really shouldn't. It should be very simple. And it should be a matter of the next business meeting. We're going to come together and say, since there's not one single example, and we have multiple examples of a plurality of elders, since that is the norm in the New Testament, how about we uh, just obey like next week and we're going to pursue, pursue elders because this is what God has to say? Or how about this? We start to fight for biblical authority. And when People come to us and they say, well, I don't like this. this. isn't how we've done this, whatever. How about we keep fighting? And I know you've been fighting, Pastor, especially if you've been in an SBC church for a while. You've been fighting and beating the drum about the scriptures, but we can't give up. You can't give up. You have to keep coming back to thus saith the Lord, thus saith the Lord. It is written. It is written. This is what God has to say. And you've got to break down those idols of of historical, this is the way we've done things here kind of nonsense. Tradition gets powerful in the context of a small Southern Baptist average run-of-the-mill church tradition is so powerful and that has to die Not good tradition, bad tradition gets so powerful. So that has to be slayed by the authority of Scripture and the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope I'm getting you guys some food for thought. If you do stay in the Southern Baptist Convention, please fight. And if you recognize, man, maybe it is this, the the foundation is so rotten and it is so undermined at this point by either tradition or by the cultural assaults that's been happening, it's time to get out. Uh, Separatism is the way. Spurgeon was right. And I think that the SBC is in the exact same situation that Spurgeon found himself. And the downgrade, uh, the downgrade controversy. And so I'm so thankful for our church that we voted to res- remove ourselves from the National Convention and uh, also from the Sojourn Network for several problems there as well. And, uh, you know, trust that you guys are going to be led by the Spirit and have to make some really t- t- tough decisions. If you're going to stay in, you got to fight. If you're going to leave, fight with honor or leave with honor through uh, leaving for the right and principled reasons. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to ShepherdsCrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.